0: Welcome to Catch the Fire London podcast. We really pray that you would be blessed and encounter God's transforming presence as you listen to this message. Come on. Wow, why don't you just stretch out your hands right now? It's an act of pouring out your blessing. Why don't you just lift up your own voice? But right now, God, I thank you for the resurrection life that is within Stew. I thank you for the life that you have Inside of him and for where you have brought him, for how he hears your voice, for how he spends time and listens to your heart. And so, Lord, right now, I just ask that you pour out afresh on him your spirit, your heart, your love. Your resurrection power, right now, would it flow through His voice, through His words, God, that You would just even just anoint the breath upon Him, that as He speaks, we would just be undone by Your Spirit again, God. Let the Ruach of God come in this place, that we would just know that it would be so tangible to us right now, that we would leave this place changed because of You, God. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. people like um I'm Stuart if you're new to us um are you new to us if you're new to us could you just give us a little wave like just you don't have to be <laughs> okay just keep waving a second if you've got someone waving near you turn around to them greet them make them feel happy in the name of Jesus say hello to them so you are welcome give them your best Christian smile not the scary one but the nice one And some people are like, I've been here twice already, I am not new, which is a great attitude to have. I'm <laughs> i am I'm a pastor and I had a great time uh, during worship, just um, at the doors, that door, some of you saw me at that door as well. We had, uh, I think it was eight different people coming up, listening to the music and wanting to know what it was. Um, had two people come in and spend 10 minutes listening um, to us all worshiping, and then there was a couple I've just... Um, said hello to who are going to come and check us out on dwell nights on Mondays. Um, So yeah, just there is something declarative when we have our spirit engaged with our words. There's something that happens. It's not just about singing songs, like anyone can sing songs. There is something declarative about the 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 momentum of a spirit engaged with a mouth that causes things to come out, that changes things out there. And the reason for that is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that's why we all get very excited about Easter Sunday because it's like a slap in your face reminder that Jesus is alive. Exactly, Cherie. And the thing is, We can get used to it, and we can kind of move on from it, and it just becomes part of our normal, but it's not normal. Someone dying, coming back to life, and then living forever is not a normal situation. I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist. I can tell you that. That's not normal. It's supernatural, and we cannot ever get used to it. We can't. We have to be like children who are just excited absolutely every time, just like thinking about Jesus being alive. We're like that changes everything. So the person next to you, you need to get more excited about Jesus. Now, if you're sat next to Dwayne, you can say you can get marginally more excited because you're pretty excited already, and we need to actually have some boundaries, people. But Jesus is excited excitement-inducing. And it's because of the life. And as I was preparing for today, um, I've heard lots of sermons on the fact that Basically, it's the same demographic of people who were on Palm Sunday cheering Jesus coming into Jerusalem. You read that story? Jesus is coming in on a donkey. And I love the preach by Carol Arnott that says, who wants to be a donkey for Jesus? Carrying him into situations. That's an amazing preach. But there's this donkey. Jesus is on top of the donkey. And everyone's really excited. And they're like, the Messiah's here. The Messiah's here. And they put their coats down. And Ashley had an amazing revelation and uh, that she brought to us two weeks two weeks ago. Maybe? Ago? I should know that. It's a week ago. About the the, the 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 robe of the Lord filling the temple and adding our robes to his robe to get a longer robe and that was an amazing revelation. But the Lord spoke to me and I've heard to sermons about this. It's the same demographic of people that were cheering about Jesus that were jeering Jesus a week later saying, crucify him, crucify him. And it's kind of like this slap down preach. It's just like, are you excited about Jesus one moment and then part of causing him to die the next moment? We can't be these people who turn to these people. But as I was preparing, turn to the person next to you, don't jeer. Don't cheer Jesus, cheer Jesus like that's a good place to be. We need to be the celebratory type people and we need to get better at celebration. I was talking about that a couple of weeks ago do we need to every time something Jesus does something, we should be excited. Your whole life may be crumbling but when you see Jesus do something in someone else's life, you should be really excited because that proves that Jesus is alive and you need some life of Jesus in your life so you've got two options jealousy and celebration. And so it's lots of people who are like jealous. And it's like I can't believe me, Abba has got influence. I can't believe he's got favour. And I can't believe. And instead of going woohoo, I'm cheering you on. I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. I'm tell the person next to you, I'm actually choosing to be excited about what God does in your life. Goes <laughs> like oi. Over the other side of the room, I'm excited. No, we should be excited. I was out there dancing. I can't dance. I was out there dancing during worship and people were like, "What's well, that weirdo? No, but they're just seeing the excitement because Jesus is alive. And we want to don't wanna move from, cheerers to jeerers we can't be that population of people that's actually wanting Jesus to die because it's inconvenient because he didn't do what we thought he'd do and all this stuff comes up in our hearts we want to be celebratory Christians every moment of every day even if it's not feeling good on the inside looking at God doing something over there and saying that makes me happy doesn't matter it's not about you it's about us when, when, you know, we weep with those who weep and we laugh with those who laugh. That's the whole point of the body of Christ. Someone came up to me uh, two weeks ago and they said, oh, I've had a really bad week. I was sick this week. And I said, well, that can't be true. And they were like, well, what do you mean? I said, that can't be true. You can't have been sick this week. They said, why? I said, because you didn't tell me. You can't have been sick this week because you never told me you were sick and given me the privilege as a church leader to pray for you. We're a family. You're sick. I should know. We should know. We have a team of people to pray for people who may be sick. You're Robbing us of the opportunity of seeing the miracle come into your life because we get the privilege of praying for you. We're a body. So we we, we get alongside people who are struggling. There are people struggling right now. We bless you. Every person that is sick and at home right now, we just cause the the movement of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to come into your world, into your body, into your mind. Depression leaves in Jesus' name. Arthritis leaves in Jesus' name. High temperatures leave in Jesus' name. We have no time for that. We we get alongside people who are struggling and we celebrate with those who are doing well. Anyone actually had a testimony in the last week where God did something in their life? Go on, put your hand up if you had a testimony this week. See, my, my, my principle is walking with Jesus means you should see Jesus in your life. We have testimony time every Monday as a staff team. Um, it's supposed to be half an hour, normally about an hour and a half. And I'm like, okay, that's enough good news. We've got to move on to some, some business stuff as well. And if there's no testimonies, I've done this before and I will do it again. We shut the office and tell everyone to get on the streets. Find a testimony because Jesus is alive. And he has to be doing something in your life in a seven-day period. If he's not, then you've got to check yourself. Get some inner healing with Alex and her team. Get some pastoral care with Sarah and her team. Get some deliverance with Timmy and Falaka and their team. Because Jesus is alive. He should be doing something in your life. And when I hear about it, I'm going to celebrate because that's our principle. But here's the revelation God gave me. He doesn't want you to be the people on Palm Sunday cheering one minute and fickle the next. He wants you to be the disciples in the book of Acts, living the message, not cheering about the message. We're not supposed to be people that are excited about Jesus. Our excitement looks like something. We're supposed to be people who are living in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong, don't be jeerers, be cheerers. But we should be livers. We should be doing more than just celebrating what Jesus has done. We should be living in the power of what Jesus has done. And that looks like something. It looks like coming on the Easter egg hunt this afternoon so that you can just chat to a bunch of random people, all of whom seem to be really happy. But deep down, there's going to be some wounds. Deep down, there's going to be some fear. Deep down, there's going to be concern. Deep down, there's going to be sickness in their body. And it gives us the opportunities. Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say I'm an evangelist. But I know Jesus. So all my excuses go out the window. Jesus wants to speak to the people outside the four walls of this church. Which means I I know Jesus. He lives inside of me. If Jesus really lives inside of you, you should be like, well, he wants to be out there. He wants to be speaking to people that don't know him. He wants the opportunity and the privilege of using you, your mouth, your hands, and your feet to speak to the people out there. We don't want to be jeerers. We want to be cheerers. But that cheer needs to turn to action. We have to live the message. I was speaking to a vet this week and just talking about how her... Um, her business is really difficult at the moment. Some of the staff in her in her business are, are not getting along with each other and there's some friction and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, there's a solution for this. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. She's like, yes, I've, I know you're a Christian. <laughs> I said, like, no, it's not about being a Christian. It's about being alive in Christ. It's not just having a title. It's about a life. It's not about a belief. It's, a, you know, James... I've been reading the book of James at the moment. You need to slap in your face, then read the book of James. It is like in your face. It's like some people say that I, you have works and I have faith. I'll show you my faith by my works. I'll show you. Looking at my life, you will see I am a person of faith. The book of James is an antidote for anyone that says, I have an internal personal faith with Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong, you can't just do the actions and not have the internal relationship with Jesus. It's got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from the Holy Spirit living inside of you. But when he lives inside of you, there is something that happens that causes change. And I'm not saying everyone should be like Louis or like me, just going and dancing at the front of church. Although I do miss Serena. She's part of our plant in St Albans. But during worship, she used to go outside the church and worship with flags. And it was just like this big beacon going, over here, over here. And loads of people come up and go, what are you doing? But you get the opportunity to tell them what you're doing. Well, you don't have to be Zarina, but you do have to, People should know that you're a Christian. It's just illegitimate in our society. Don't get me wrong. If you live in an Islamic country, then there are different rules. But we live in the UK where there is no persecution for you talking about Jesus in context. Anyway, that's not what I'm preaching. I felt, here's here's the words, I felt that there was a a charge and a check for us. We are an excitable people. I don't know if you've heard me sing. You will have heard me sing because often I'm singing louder than the PA system. (laughs) I don't have a good voice. I make a joyful noise to the Lord. I'm not even sure the Lord thinks it's joyful. But it is important that my love comes out. There, I felt the Lord saying that there is a celebratory anointing this Easter Sunday to cause us to, you know, uh, we used to be discipled by a guy called Mark Stibbe. And he used to say this, The Bible says that we're supposed to have deep joy, but it's not supposed to be so deep that no one can see it. (laughs) Carol Arnott says, most Christians look like they've been sucking on lemons all day. We're supposed to have a celebratory anointing. And I felt stage one of today was going to be an anointing coming on people that just says, actually, I've really struggled this week. Actually, it's not gone well this week, but Jesus is alive. It's like, the, I said it a few years ago but Christmas. It's like, but Jesus. It's like whatever sentence is, but Jesus. But Jesus. Because Jesus wants to be real in your life. And there's a celebratory anointing up for grabs today. Now, if you're, not, if you're new to our culture, um, the kingdom of God doesn't go in by osmosis. Osmosis is where there's a transaction of chemicals across a membrane. And it happens because there's more on the outside than the inside. It goes in regardless of the situation. Osmosis doesn't happen in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God works by agreement. And so we have to say, yes, I'm having that. There has to be a yes. Very, very seldomly does God override your decision making process. Now talk to the Apostle Paul when he was Saul, you will see there are occasions where God does override your opinion. He knocked him off his horse, blinded him for a few days and sent him on his way. It's like, why are you persecuting me, you Saul of Tarsus? Anyway, that's quite rare though. Normally, God is looking for your agreement. And so when I say that there's an anointing and an impartation for celebration, then you you'd be like, oh, that's nice. Nothing's going to change. I completely agree with you. Nothing's going to change. You have to want it, grab hold of it and take it. I did a whole preach once, and the title was "I'm having it." And if you're posh, it didn't work, because there is no H in having it. I'm having it. It's like this: South London. For those of you who don't know, South London, South London is a place where we don't do consonants. I'm having it. There's almost no T in the it. I'm having it. There is, there is a, there is a a boldness that says, if that's what God wants, and it's biblical, I'm having it. So even you posh people, Rita's quite posh. Can you you do it? I'm having it. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. I'm having it. And so, okay, who wants an impartation of celebration in your life regardless of circumstance it's not dependent on your circumstance it is him inside of you creating life which causes celebration if that's you i want you to put your hands in the air your body in the air your feet in the air something in the air and say i'm having it, I'm having it. all right and then, then there's four little points i've got and for those of you who struggle with English, this is going to be a little bit interesting. Anyway, the first point, I felt that there was a, a an awareness coming to us today of what Jesus has done for us. So ask the person next to you, do you know what Jesus has done for you? 1 Corinthians 1 talks about there are spiritual truths delivered to spiritual people about spiritual wisdom and there's something about a cognitive which is a word for brain it's an understanding I felt that, that God wanted to, to bypass the natural and invade the supernatural and give you a cognitive which means a, an understanding an intellectual understanding that's point one that there's going to be an understanding that he is no longer dead which is supernatural which proves that the life and the love and the power of God. And there's going to be step one is like, yes. Okay, can everyone say yes? yes. All right, cognitive, yes. Then the second thing, and I, I, I felt the Lord say there was going to be an emotive. So first is cognitive. I know these are big words. Cognitive, which is brain. It's like, yes, a, a decision of belief. Someone says, oh, I can't believe. Uh, no, 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 Dis- belief is a decision. It's not a spiritual gift. You choose to believe. That That's how it works. You choose to believe. Faith is a gift, but belief is a decision. When I became a Christian, I made an intellectual-based decision that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. There was I was believing in my heart, but I was also cognitively, I was intellectually understanding it. But then there's this other step in the kingdom of God. People are afraid of emotions. And that's weird to me because Jesus had emotions. He designed your emotions. He created your emotions. So once the mind is engaged, there should be a heart level. And I'm not really talking about the spirit level. I'm talking about the heart level. God wants an emotive response from you. He wants you to engage your emotions. People are like, it's not about emotions. It is about emotions, actually. Love includes all of your emotions. I I'll say, I'll say to my wife, oh, I love you. I shall prove it by my intellectual decisions. (laughs) That's not going well for me. No, no, no. She wants me to be emotive. Now, get me right. I grew up where emotions, other than happiness, was allowed. Happiness was allowed. Everything else was not allowed. Everything else was frowned upon. Everyone else, everything else was dismissed. And so I grew up not very emotional at all. I I would come home from work as a doing, I don't know. 10, 12 hours a day as a vet, 70 hours a week normally as a veterinary surgeon. And I come home and Chloe would say, how was your day? I was like, I've no idea. It happened. She's like, are you tired? I'd be. I'd have to, I had to, literally, she'd say, are you, are you feeling tired? I'd be like, yeah, I think maybe. What does tired feel like? I just never really thought like that. It just never really happened that doesn't make for a good marriage. How do you feel about me? Yeah, right. <laughs> do you love me? Sure. <laughs> John Arnott tells a story about uh, marriage counseling. Uh, they're in, they're in um, this husband and wife are in a marriage counseling situation. And the wife says to the counselor, he never says that he loves me. And the husband turned around. He's like, why would you need to hear that? I told you when we got married. If I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> It's like, that's not going well for you. My wife is expecting emotions in our relationship. She wants me to laugh and to cry and to feel. Jesus wants that too. He actually cares what you feel about him, not just what you think. So yeah, cognitive, thinking, but then there's an emotional step. And then this word, I I looked it up, it is actually a word, (laughs) convictive. There is something that happens once your brain is engaged, once your heart is engaged. There has to be a moment of determination. And it's called conviction. That there's Actually, it's more than just yes. It's more than I feel it. It's like there's strength in a conviction. You can't just go, yeah, I agree, there's power because Jesus rose from the dead. And emotions aren't enough either. You can't just like, wow, when when Dwayne was playing and Stephen was singing and Coco was harmonising and Dan was going nuts on the drums and I just felt something. Because if you only just feel something, the moment that the stuff that made you feel it is gone, your conviction evaporates. Like this team aren't coming home with you. And it's not about... Stephen's like, no. And it's not okay just to say, every time I feel bad, I just put on a CD or I put on iTunes or whatever it is. It's not about a feeling. Like I could stand here and whip you all up into a really nice feeling and feel great about yourselves. And everyone hugs each other and everyone goes out the room and it all evaporates the moment anything goes wrong. There needs to be a determination of strength that says my belief and my understanding of the resurrected power of God is beyond my emotions. It includes my emotions, but it's actually never going to be shaken because Jesus... Jesus is never shaken. He lives inside of me. And therefore I am immovable in my understanding and my living in this power. Cognitive, emotive, convictive. And then just because I grew up as a Baptist. Responsive. Okay. And this is what God said to me. All of this means nothing. This is what the book of James slapped into me. All of this is mute. All of this is powerless unless you are going to do something about it. James 2 again, like you say you've got faith. I'll show you my faith. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to come. Like we're going to be going in a couple of weeks now. We've It's all firmed up in terms of dates, we we now know when we're going to be going in terms of weeks, but we're we're firmed up now. We're going to go to Bulgaria and Romania, and we're going to minister to Ukrainian refugees. We're actually going to do something. We've got teams who are in Kenya now, and there's a few others coming to join them. They're in Kenya. They're they're living the message out on the streets and in the bushes of Kenya, and we're going to be in the refugee camps and in homes in, in Eastern Europe ministering to people. It doesn't have to look like dramatic missionary stuff. It just has to look like like something it may look like you at work tomorrow morning where are all not tomorrow Tuesday morning probably when you go to work and everyone else is stressed and you're just a peaceful person it looks like something it may be that everyone else is angry and you're smiling it may be that everyone else is running out the door but you're running in the other direction when Ariana Grande when the explosion happened in Manchester and we just saw these pictures on CCTV of everyone just screaming and running and why wouldn't you Well, why wouldn't you? Jesus, I said to Chloe, my prayer beyond anything else is that I'd be running in the other direction. I want to be someone who brings the light and life and power into situations. Resurrection power has to be agreed with. It has to be emotive. You have to feel it. And then there's a determination that says, this is my belief. But then it has to look like something. It has to be realised in the world. People should know that you are different. Not because of your weirdness. Not because of your abrasiveness. Not because of your weird dancing. But because you are the opposite of everything the world does in situations. We had a conversation yesterday. I don't know how we did it. No. Friday. Good Friday, we had a conversation with our um, financial advisor about some situations that were going on in our life. And she's just so aware that we're Christians. When we were talking about different types of mortgages and all these loans and all the rest of it, she's like, I haven't included in the list any of the options that we call unethical because I knew your belief system. She not, she's a financial advisor. I don't need her to be saved. Everyone was getting upset about Donald Trump. One of our Christian friends in America was like, I don't need him to be my pastor. I want him to be my president. It's like, there's, I don't need my financial advisor to be saved. I need her to do a job, but she should know I'm saved. I should be influencing with her with my life. It also said that the word Donald Trump, and everyone went, chill. The point is, Jesus inside of you sounds like something, looks like something, and feels like something, and the world should know about it. If you can stand, why don't you stand? And so in an hour's time, we're going to be at the front of this park with a table and a banner and stuff and a a whole bunch of chocolate. Someone said to me once, oh, chocolate, that's demonic. Easter isn't about chocolate. I was like, you need to get more life in you. If it's a false comfort, I mean, get some ministry, sure. But Holy Spirit, would you come and would you impart life to every person? Father, we have need in the room, and we have need online, and we ask that you would take care of the need, but we're going to choose to trust you to take care of the need, and we're going to be your children, and we're going to be your army. There was an anointing of celebration that was released earlier for everyone who wanted it. But I felt right now that there's an anointing of life. But it's not life that makes you feel better, although it will. It's not life that removes death from your world and sickness from your world and poverty from your world, although it will. It's life that is so abundant, so vibrant that you change and that the world outside sees the Jesus inside. And if this is for you, I'm just going to pray and you can agree or not, but Father, I choose to repent where I've got excited one minute and fallen over the next, where I've been rock solidly believing you and then something in life has knocked me over where I've got a good feeling, a strong feeling and my faith has been dependent on circumstances the life inside of me has been affected by the darkness outside of me, I choose to repent I turn away from that I turn away from as the book of James talks about, it's like you're like bashing around on the waves, being moved, tossed to to and fro by the winds, the outside circumstances have affected the internal assurance that Jesus is alive. And we turn away from that and we thank you for the impartation of supernatural life that comes inside of us, changes us, and therefore changes those around us. And I just remove any condemnation for those of you who are struggling right now. It's not a point about whether or not you've struggled or whether or not you're struggling. It's about whether or not you're holding on to him and walking with him through the struggle and not staying within the struggle, not being affirmed by the struggle, not claiming or owning the struggle, but moving through the struggle because of he will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with you. So why don't you say, Jesus, I thank you that you are with me. But more than with me, go say it. But more than with me, you're in me. You live in me. So I say yes to the impartation of life that changes me and changes everyone around me. and impartation in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit of life that is so transformative that you don't even recognize it yourself, that you wake up tomorrow and the sky is bluer, and the plants are greener, and the flowers are brighter, and the noise of the birds is louder, and you're like, I didn't even know that was possible, but there is a transformative effect because of Jesus in you and the life that he brings And we bless you and your families this Easter weekend to recognize and experience the transformation that comes from the power of the resurrected Christ. He's alive. And that means something. So this impartation of life, I'm going to invite you to stick your hands in the air, your feet in the air, your belly in the air, anything in the air, and say, I'm having it. I receive the life of Christ. Okay, So you know the rules. If you're at home, you're going to message someone who you know is not a church today. You're going to bless them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you're in the room, you may be new to us. You don't have to do this if you're new to us. But for everyone that's not new to us, I want you to find someone that you don't know. Say hello to them. Bless them in the name of the Lord. And just be nice to them. Be kind to them. I said to our leadership team in our previous church, you know, we could do all the supernatural stuff. But I'd like us to be famous for being nice first. So why don't you just be kind? to someone who's close to you. Find someone that you don't know. Shake their hand. Give them a hug if they're welcoming a hug and bless them. Be nice to them and speak the word of the Lord to them. Prophesy over someone if you're at home. Just say, I feel the Father is saying and then fill the sentence in and send it to someone who isn't in your room right now. And we bless you for every person that's at home. We bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That you would be so filled with His life and His light. That you would be transformed by His power. That you would be known by Him, but you would also know Him and His transformation power. That this Easter weekend, the resurrection power and life of Christ would be yours. And would be awakened within you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come alive, come alive, you dry bones. Come alive, come alive. In Jesus' name, amen.